a young Christian man in Manchester, England, decides that he wants to make a band. Instead of going out and finding different musicians that can collaborate together to form one band, he decides that he's going to make the band himself. He'll play a variety of instruments, he'll record himself, and he'll produce the albums on his laptop in his home. This young guy in his early 20s becomes his own producer, creating a band called Rivers and Robots with a unique indie sound of the electronic variety, engaging a younger audience in a very secular country. While he was successful in doing so, he produced two full albums, and along the way he met a few other people who loved music as much as him and also happened to be Christian. So he thought maybe God was expanding his horizons for the band and that maybe he was supposed to have a more traditional band. After praying about it and considering his options, he decides to approach these fellow musicians with the idea of making Rivers and Robots an actual four-person band. And the guys are on board. They decide that they want to come together to make better Christian music for the world. As they come together, they produce an album called All Things New. And it was still heavily produced in a homemade way. It was uh, indie in the true sense of the word. Yet it was very, very good for a homemade album, and it caught the attention of many music listeners around the globe. In fact, it was my 2014 Christian Album of the Year for its high-quality music paired with very strong biblical lyrics. So they continue on as a band, and they tour a little bit in the UK, and they produce another album that just released last year called The Eternal Sun. Waking up to the sun This album, again, was my number one pick for that end-of-year music review. It blew everyone away because the production was much higher quality and the lyrics were still as strong as ever. They've never lost their unique sound and they've done some very cool things on this album. Their fan base has continued to grow as well, as evidenced in the music video for the song Lift Up My Eyes. For that music video, they wanted video clips of their fans around the world holding up little signs or whatever they could fashion with lyrics from that song, and they would just piece it together for a lyric video. response was overwhelming and if you watch the video it shows where the fans are from this band that started with one guy in his laptop in his home in manchester now has fans in morocco brazil kenya canada new zealand poland the philippines slovakia latvia venezuela and all across america it's a very cool video that shows just how much influence a single person can have whenever he allows god to work through him using his skills and talents to reach the nations I was very excited to interview Jonathan Ogden, the one who started all of this, that young man in his 20s there in England. He graciously gave me some of his time, and we talked about some of these things, and looked toward the future to see what is next for Rivers and Robots. I hope you enjoy. 
Hello, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Sorry, I'm late. That's fine, no worries. <laughs> yeah, I was having some technical difficulties, so um, I think we're doing okay now. Except I can't see you. Oh, hang on. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> ah, very good. And so we are, uh, we're at quarter after ten, Manchester time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what time is it over there? We are uh, 3.15. And so, okay. yeah, I left work a little early, and um, this is great. Thanks for making time. That's all right, no worries. So, um, well, the burning question, of course, on uh, my mind and probably everybody's mind, do you watch Downton Abbey? Downton Abbey? <laughs> uh, I've only watched one episode, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite as into it as I probably should be. <laughs> okay, well, you've watched one more than me, so way to go. Um <laughs> Well, what's your what's your testimony? I, I've not heard a full Christian testimony from you, and so I'm just curious <laughs> of your background and um, why you believe what you believe. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, my dad is like an elder at our church, and I've grown up like being a bit of a pastor's kid, um, and I've sort of grown up in church, knowing a lot about God, and kind of coming up through the kind of Sunday school and hearing mm-hmm. all the stories. Um, I guess I kind of always had a belief in God and like knew he was there and knew he was real um, but it was kind of just a head knowledge sort of like I'm aware that God exists and that I believe in him um, almost like being really... a pastor's son in a way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I was like maybe 16 um, or 15 probably um, that I really started to kind of take it seriously and I think I was involved a little bit in kind of our worship team just in like I play bass or drums and just kind of help out where it was needed behind the scenes and um, I just kind of would hear people talk a lot about having a personal relationship with Jesus and I think I kind of got to the point where I realised I didn't really know what that was and um, I kind of knew about God but didn't really know God for myself and, yeah. um, so that's where I kind of went on my own journey then uh, I think it was one of those things where I like prayed the prayer of like salvation like ten times because <laughs> yeah. it was just like had several moments where I was like, I don't know which point I became a Christian. But sure. <laughs> Can't ever be too sure. Got to have backup yeah. prayers. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of backup prayers. Um, but yeah, I think around the age of 15 or 16, I really felt God was calling me to like worship. And um, that's when I started leading worship and getting involved with that kind of stuff at church. And um, just started actually doing like radical things like praying and reading the Bible. And <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like uh, doing it out of a, uh, like desire to actually do it and not just because I felt it was something you should do um, yeah it kind of all became real at that point and uh, I went I just kind of like yeah was on that tour of doing all the conferences and going to every Christian event I could go to and just like um, enjoying learning all this kind of stuff about God that kind of all became real all of a sudden and uh, yeah my process of kind of writing songs and leading worship sort of happened at the same time and, um, when I felt God was calling me to lead worship uh, I was like terrified of singing like, the whole thought of singing in front of mm. people was just like no way yeah. <laughs> um, so I spent about a year at home just sitting on my piano and learning chords and figuring out how to like sing worship songs and um, as I was doing that I'd like write other choruses as well and other songs would come out of that and, um, that's how I kind of got into songwriting and then it was about a year of doing that later that I kind of built up enough confidence to lead our prayer meeting where there's like five people and <laughs> kind of sure. like gradually built up from there so and yeah. so did you grow up around instruments? Was that something that came naturally for you? Yeah, so um, 
my dad used to lead worship as well. Um, my older brother was a worship leader who probably like was the biggest influence on me, and uh, he used to be in a band as well. And um, I think he actually played in a jazz club for a while. So oh, he wow. was like, he just had this amazing technique with piano, and I used to try and follow him on bass. But he, he was one of these guys that like he'd pick a set list of about seven songs, and then he'd only do the first one, and then he'd go off on some tangent wow. somewhere. <laughs> That's uh, jazz, yeah. To, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I literally just had to learn how to hear where chords were going, and uh, it kind of taught me to play by ear just by playing with him. Um, and yeah, sort of figured out how to hear chord progressions and figure out what notes they were, and uh, that basically like set me up for what I do now. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. And um, I'm a missionary, and you're a musicianary. Uh, so I'm <laughs> in the more traditional sense of the word. You know, I'm here as a, a pastor in a, in a field that doesn't have much of a Christian presence, and and most people are familiar with that term missionary so define the new vocabulary word musicianary what is it uh, what's it all about yeah Um, I mean it's it's basic level it's a musician who's a missionary Um, I've been kind of toying around with like I kind of use the phrase creative missionary quite a lot now as well in the sense of a lot of the stuff I do isn't just music but it's also like design and video and um, basically it's the same role as a missionary in that sense of like our aim is just to make God known and like sure. tell people about him um, but the method is through music through song and through anything that we can create um, so our aim is always just to try and make Jesus known to people whether that's even people in the church that already know Jesus like I think you can always reveal more and uh, see more about who he is and then to people outside the church that have never met Jesus to be able to reveal to them as well um, so yeah we, we all live as like the traditional missionary way as well so the money that we make through the band um, we don't pay ourselves we use that to fund all the trips that we do and um, albums that we make and all the kind of things that we put out and create um, and then we're supported by like our churches and friends and family and um, people that just want to support us in the work that we do and that's how we like make our way and doing it full time so. well and it, it feels right for you to be doing that with uh, such an indie sound and an indie way of doing music from the beginning it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. a part of who you are where it's organic and um, listener supported it's really neat yeah yeah cool um so thinking of rivers and robots now uh you guys are doing great um I, I don't know if you've anticipated to be where you are today with that <laughs> band um but but how did you get to this point today what uh, tell us a little bit about the journey yeah, so um, we definitely didn't anticipate being where we are. Uh, I think I first started it as a solo project. Um, and again, it was just that, at that point of leading worship at home and just being on my own and singing to God. And, uh, I started to write songs in that process. And uh, I think I just realized straight away that the kind of songs I'd naturally write um, weren't necessarily like the big church congregational songs. and um, They just had a different sound. And I guess that's just part of like the stuff that you listen to and your natural tendency and what you write Um, and uh, I've always just had this belief that like God's a creative God and he created us to be creative and um, I love just I wanted to basically use like the music as part of the worship as well like not just it be worship words with kind of a simple song but like actually be able to make the music as creative as I could be Mm -hmm. um, use creative sounds and instruments and arrangements um I kind of knew that that might make things a bit complicated and that it may not be like church-friendly songs, but I thought people could just listen to them in the car or whatever. <laughs> well, sure, and, and uh, even not even, um, you know, typical radio, Christian radio kind of songs. Uh, most yeah, Christian yeah. radio sure. songs aren't that complicated. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah even like being in Manchester as well I got to see like loads of it's a big music city and like so many bands come through and um, I remember just seeing like so much creativity and some of the stuff that they do and I was thinking it's such a shame that we don't see the same thing yeah. in, in worship and, um, but obviously like I do at the same time really appreciate like simplistic worship songs like as a worship leader in my own church like they're oh, the songs sure. I sing every Sunday and, uh, really value people that can write those kind of songs but it just doesn't naturally come to me as a style of writing um, and so yeah I kind of wrote uh, an album well two albums actually at home uh, just with my laptop and uh, MIDI instruments and just trying to worship and um, create whatever I could create and uh, my aim was literally just put it out on Facebook and SoundCloud and yeah. let some of my friends hear it and hope that that kind of helps them worship or whatever but um, it wasn't till after the second album that I really felt maybe this is something we could play live and um, I think playing live was something I had to adjust to because I'm like yeah even going from that person that didn't want to sing at all in front of people um, yeah. to being like in a band that plays live was kind of scary mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I think my tendency is more like behind the scenes producer guy and I kind of just like being at home and creating things um, but and yeah, if you're a perfectionist like too uh, live music um, yeah yeah <laughs> you can't be a perfectionist when you're live yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was just this weird process of like taking these albums that were complete, created like completely on a laptop with all these electronic sounds and then trying to play that as a four piece band mm. uh, yeah. it's a, it a good challenge but um, yeah I just felt it was something that was right to do and start playing it live so I met these guys um, through working for a Christian organisation called The Message Trust oh. um, and we were all part of the same creative team so I was doing uh, graphic design there and our guitarist was a video editor and um, we all just kind of met through working there and chatting over our lunch break and hmm. um, yeah we started doing rehearsals and played a few things over the first year um, and then after that we started writing together uh, we released uh, All Things New album and uh, put that one out for free and that was probably like the tipping point I'd say like the point where people really started to grasp what we were doing and yeah. um, I think because we'd given it away for free and it was probably the best stuff that we'd written at that point as well it just kind of spread pretty far and people kind of shared it with their friends and uh, yeah it's um, grown to a point where we're able to do it full time now so awesome that's, awesome. that's so cool and, and how has your vision for the band evolved um, going from a one man in, in his room with his laptop uh, kind yeah. of set up to where you are now looking at concerts and things like that how has the vision changed um, yeah from to the timeline um, yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of the basic vision, it's kind of the same. It's like the point is just to worship God and be as creative as we can be with that and uh, to make God known through the worship as well. Um, so I think we just continue in doing that, but I guess the the method changes as things grow a little bit and we've, we've found new, uh, new ways of doing that. So to begin with, it was just creating things on my laptop and putting them out online. Um, now it's actually like going and recording full albums and um, touring and, I think we start thinking a lot more about the live setting as well. Like even the way we write songs is a bit mm-hmm. different now because um, you kind of yeah write the kind of songs that you know are going to connect with people in a live setting and work really well in that kind of set. Um, and also we do like events in Manchester City Centre called Gather. Uh, we do those like once a month, and we're just trying to get different artists in and create a place in the city where we can host those kind of creative worship nights. And, um, do video work now, so like a lot of different things. Uh, I've grown out of it, I guess, in that sure. sense. But the, the basic vision is the same thing. <laughs> well, and, and you've mentioned music here a few times about the importance of having um, music as worship. 
And why, so why is that important to you, and, and how do you think um, that affects your overall, uh, I guess, the, w- the way that you're perceived by people? Um, yeah. How does the music part play in along with the lyrics? Yeah, I think um, that's a good question. I think the, uh, the music side is probably just something that I guess I'm passionate about being like grown up in a musical family and just have a real love for music. And I think one of the great things about it is how it... Um, it could make something really memorable. Like you could listen to yeah. a, a sermon around one theme and you probably like unpack it in way more depth than you could fit into a song. But um, if you put like a simple truth in a song and people sing it, then everyone remembers it and it's in their head. And, um, I think sometimes I've, I've connected with just like a line in a song. Um, just, I, th- I think it is that combination of like, not just the words, but with the melody and with the musical yes. side as well. That, um, I think when they just fit together and it feels right, um, it can be a really powerful connection. You can really like grasp a, a truth through it, which I think is like one of the most exciting things. Even when like, yeah, whether it's putting a song out online or, or playing live, I think that moment when you see someone kind of grasp the heart behind the song and what it was written about, that's like my favorite thing about it. So. <laughs> well, and, and I can, you know, speaking personally of your last album, it's not often you hear a saxophone uh, in Christian <laughs> music. And so you, you can just hear the saxophone in your head when you remember that song. And uh, it's yeah. a great thing. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we had good fun with yeah, yeah, so it, it works. Um, and of course, now you just uh, are coming off of two different albums, um, mm. but still, your first instrumental album, you worked with Integrity for that. How was the process yeah. different with that album than it was with your other things? Yeah, so the Still project was, we've actually wanted to do an instruments project for like maybe a year or two, um, because we all listen to instrumental music ourselves in like prayer time, watch reading the Bible. And, um, we wanted to create that kind of album um, and then Integrity Music came up to us and um, they were talking about this series of albums they wanted to create where each artist would come on board and reinterpret worship songs in an instrumental style um, and it just fit really well with the kind of thing we wanted to do so um, we jumped on board and helped out with the first volume um, and they basically kind of gave us creative freedom to just produce the kind of album we wanted to make um, and uh, yeah really encouraged us to just be creative with it and um, they wanted it to sound like us and sound like Rivers and Robots and, and kind of do our sound with it. So um, It was a very different process in recording because, like, The Eternal Sun before that took us about two years of, like, writing the songs and reworking them live. And I think still we did in just over a month. Um, wow. Because <laughs> I guess a lot of them were already written songs. They were sure. Like, well, they worship songs, but, yeah, it was just that process of uh, picking which songs we wanted to do and then very quick demos of them. Um, and then most of it happened in recording. So... Mm we recorded like way more parts than we needed and we just like each instrument it's like if we started with drums we just recorded drums like every track and tried out different ideas and um recorded loads of ideas and then narrowed down the ones we wanted to keep and i wanted to arrange it afterwards so um yeah traditionally going in with an album we'd have like exactly the arrangement sorted before we even hit record and yeah pretty much know what we're going to do so it was completely different in that sense but, well and i imagine um you know as we just talked about your emphasis on musical quality uh in your track yeah. record of that probably made uh made it simpler and that you guys were on the same page going into this project um yeah knowing what you want to do with music uh made it probably yeah. a little bit simpler than it would be for other bands <laughs> yeah and we got to work with um epiphany as well who were like a um, classical ensemble, um, oh. which is something we wanted to do for ages. So, yeah. Uh, and again, it was having that freedom to just let them go crazy. And kind of, <laughs> we had the tracks mostly arranged at that point, and we just let them come in and say, like, play whatever you feel you want to play on this part of the song. And, 
um, we did some with like group instruments and some solo and uh, there's quite a few of those bits left in the album and different moments where just an instrument comes in it's like playing the spontaneous part mm. I think that freedom came about through the way we recorded it and probably wouldn't have happened if we had done it the way we did our other albums so. well the and the insight you gave through um, one of your set sale videos that showed a little behind the scenes on that was really cool yeah yeah it was very yeah, had a lot of fun with that <laughs> and, and so now um, you've started the seasons project as well um, which is yes. some of your solo stuff and the first question is where on earth do you find the time for that? Because uh, <laughs> you're a busy man. Um, how, are, how are you shoving this into your schedule, too? <laughs> that is true. Um, I, I kind of, I write a lot of songs, like, throughout the year anyway. Uh, At this point in the interview, we temporarily lost connection, but we got it back. We're back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just start that answer again. Okay, yeah. um, we were, what was I saying? Yeah, so I've been writing songs anyway over the past kind of year. Um, a lot of the ones that were on this season's project are songs that I was already writing. Um, yeah. And just, I have a lot sat on my hard drive that I've not really known what to do with. And um, I think part of the problem for me was that I was writing a lot of different styles and um, I didn't really know how to release them. So they just sat on my computer. Um, oh, wow. And I was trying to find a way of thinking, how can I release so many different styles of tracks in a way that actually makes sense so the seasons project was a way of doing that where i can say right there's four eps that are all going to be very different styles um and that's why they're going to be different styles because they're a different season and very different cool. emphasis on each one um and it's kind of just a creative challenge as well i think i just enjoy the process of writing and recording things and, um it is probably a big challenge to take on in the busyness that we've got but <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's not complete like I'm not writing all four EPs as we do them. Some of them are songs I've had for like a year. So okay, um, yeah. <laughs> and is it, now is each EP going to be five tracks like the first one? Uh, um, I think so. I, I initially planned four tracks, and then um, I just I couldn't pick four for this one, and sure. I ended up doing five. So I'm slightly worried that I've set a precedent. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're all expecting five each time now. So well, well, what I've heard so far has been awesome, um, and especially Thank the you. year after um, a, a full Rivers and Robots album. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to keep the fan engagement up, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. I do worry sometimes about, like, overdoing it with, like, the amount we put out, but then I kind of just, I don't know. I love writing songs. So. <laughs> sure, sure. It's, you're a musicianary. It's what you do. And, and so do you see much solo work happening beyond this year, or is it um, kind of limited for now? Yeah, I think it's quite limited for now. I mean, I don't really plan on doing anything with it live at this point. Um, it's kind of just a recording project, and um, it's probably a bit of a, like, going back to how River, Rivers and Robots kind of started as well, because um, it went from, I basically would write and record a song and then just release it straight away. And, uh, it's a very simple process to, now it can be, like, years, and we go through different versions, and we play it as a band, and uh, record it all professionally, and... Um, which I love that process as well, and like I think the quality of the album ends up being way better, and you get all that input sure. from people. Um, I do kind of miss that process of just having a song, writing it, and putting it out, and um, not really worrying too much about how am I going to play this live and how's it going to work. So I guess it's uh, I see it very much as a side project and a smaller thing, like next to what Rivers and Robots is. But um, yeah, it's kind of just a fun creative challenge sure. well and, and so speaking of uh, rivers and robots especially this last album the eternal sun mm. uh, could you describe what the response has been like 
Um, I, I know from my point of view, I watch the fan video for Lift Up My Eyes, and I think, yeah. what an amazing fan response, a global <laughs> response. Um, yeah, it's yeah. so awesome to see the countries and everything represented. Um, but what has it been like from your perspective, the response to that album? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I mean, even from the process of making it, we did a Kickstarter to launch this album, and um, we wanted to kind of just set out to make the kind of album we really wanted to make. And uh, I think we've always had a really kind of uh, loyal fan base and people that really support what we do and um, believe in the vision more than just kind of liking the music. And um, yeah, so they were able to like fund the Kickstarter project, which is awesome. Um, and that meant as well that people were like waiting for it because they knew we were making something and right. um, followed the whole process along. So um, yeah, as soon as we shared it, people really engaged with it. And uh, yeah, especially that Lift Up My Eyes video kind of blew our minds as well because <laughs> I think you can, I don't know, you can see numbers sometimes and just be like, oh, we get this many listeners on sure. this many likes on the Facebook page or whatever. But until you actually like see the people, it kind of hits home. Like, wow, people actually connect with the music. Um, I love getting like we get individual emails from people as well that just yeah. share a testimony of like how they've been encouraged by a particular song and stuff and, um that to me always has more impact than just seeing like it's had thousands of plays or whatever yeah um i think yeah those individual stories are what really encourages us were, were there some video clips you had to turn down for the lift up my eyes video there were actually yeah oh, we, wow. we that's painful it was painful <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i didn't really expect that we'd get that much response i mean i was I kind of prepared all these backup plans in my mind of like getting my family members in and uh, asking people at church to do some lines and then yeah it had way more than we actually planned for and I think part of it was a logistics thing because a lot of people picked the same line and there was only one line yeah. in that song so you'd have like five people that all did the same line and you could only sure. use one <laughs> sure. so that was difficult but yeah <laughs> well, well very cool and I'm, I, that's exciting for you guys to see um to see your fan base uh, and to see it yeah, on a global scale. That's really cool. Um, and you've got concerts going on lined up for uh, this spring and summer, it looks like, in the UK. Yes. Any plans for a U.S. visit? Uh, we do actually have plans for a U.S. visit. And um, in end of June to the start of July, um, it's the first time I've actually come to the U.S. because we've been wanting to do it for about four years, like pretty much since we started being a full-time band. And, well, playing it live um, the big issue has been visas for us like oh. for UK bands to come over to the US you have to get like band visas and uh, get sponsors in the US all that kind of thing so it's quite a lengthy process but um, we have about 12 dates lined up at the moment um, which are all ready to go as soon as we get the visas so uh, we're just praying those come through and then we'll be good to go <laughs> okay. but hopefully like yeah I feel like this first one will be the first like big challenge like if we can get one sorted then sure. hopefully it'll be a regular thing and where will you be on that tour uh, so we're going to be in the kind of northeast region okay um, yeah we're not announcing like specific dates yet until we know it's happening but sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's going to be good <laughs> okay awesome well yeah, good for you guys and uh, what's the next plan on an album uh, where is there one on the horizon do you have a date <laughs> uh, we don't have a date yet no we, there will definitely be one on the horizon uh it's probably more of a distant horizon at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the moment we're still trying out drummers as well because um, we're still looking for like sure. a full-time drummer to join the band, um, which has kind of put hold on a few things, like especially writing, because a lot of that we do in rehearsals and um, it helps to be doing that with the same person. So this year we've just been using session drummers to do the gigs, but 
haven't had time to like get together and really write stuff but um we do have songs that are kind of floating around and different ideas uh, so we're like yeah we definitely don't feel like we're slowing down in terms of album release yet but okay. it's probably it's probably a next year kind of thing okay all right <laughs> well that, that's cool that's good um <laughs> And, and just to wrap things up, how, how do you want to see Rivers and Robots grow as a band, both um, internally with one another and externally uh, relating to your um, listeners? How do you want yeah. to see the band grow? Um, I think the big thing for us is just um, growing in like our intimacy with God and our relationship with God. Like, um, I always feel that challenge of like if a if a ministry is growing and something you're doing is growing, like. Um, to make sure your heart's still growing towards God at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of scares me more than anything that we could have a big platform and, and lose that connection with God. And, um, so that's our main thing. Like the thing we always keep the main focus is we get busier that we're always keeping that time for God and that doesn't get pushed out. Um, but then, yeah, I guess in terms of like listeners, um, I mean, it's already past where we thought it was going to go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of just playing catch up with wherever it goes, but definitely like a US connection is something we're looking into and um, hopefully with this tour coming up and then uh, we'll be looking into future trips and maybe like partners over there that can uh, help with distribution and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah something we're having a lot of conversations around at the moment but um yeah <laughs> well great well um, I, from what I've seen uh, from your American uh, fan base it seems as though you have, you're developing a cult following over here. Whenever, <laughs> whenever people uh, like you, we really like you. And um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I can speak on, uh, you know, for myself, that I really appreciate um, not only your attention to the music, but of course your your lyrical depth and um, such an edifying album this last one. I mean, they all have been, but especially this last one. And um, you know, of course, I. Uh, had it as the number one on my music recap, um, yeah. and, and I try to keep that as objective as possible. But um, <laughs> but subjectively, it was also my number one. Um, I I just I love your sound and I love your commitment to the word, and you guys are doing a great job, and we really appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. So well, very good. Thanks for uh, making some time for me. I know you you are no so busy and it's late, and so um, I can let you go. Awesome. It's good to chat to you, mate. Yeah, you too. And uh, God bless you guys. We'll be praying for you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.